live with you guys dropping the mic the realest illest sports talk show period i'm your host leron l fields i'm joined by my super duper co-host Britton wilson and in this episode of dropping the mic we're gonna keep it right keep it tight we, we're gonna get in those mentions because there's a lot that's been going on so a couple of hot topics you know we got the dion move from jackson state to colorado that's from the whole hbcu community into a tenzi and a frenzy that's juicy We've got the college football playoffs on the horizon. All the bowl games are set. We got FCF, FCS playoffs if you want to dabble in that. We got Heisman Trophy talk. And of course, we got the National Football League and all the things that are going on. We got some questions about that. My man Brent, what is really going on and good with you? I know a lot's happened since the last time we chatted, but what's good? Man, it's been a minute, but you know, everything's been good because uh it's the hottest part of the sports season for football, right? You just said it. All things college football, NFL heating up, uh, even even for the fantasy players, right? It's getting close to the fantasy playoffs. We got the get close to the real NFL playoffs. All this college football, right? What they got right, what they got wrong. Hey, we here for all the drama. Let's break it all down for them. We here for it. You know, you mentioned something that made me nauseous to my stomach. You know, I don't like to give a man his props, but I have to. Uh, Brent Wilson, <laughs> we're in the same fantasy league. I don't know what he does for his day job because he just crafted this team that nobody can beat. He averages like 600 points a week. Everybody else struggle buses to 384. I chip in probably second highest score, like 460 a week. And I'm sitting there tweaking my lineup like, dang, like, and half the dudes on this roster, I know he didn't draft. He picked them off the waiver wire, which is why I'm saying I don't know what his day job is because I don't remember him drafting half these dudes. And he's just he's just going on. So I'm, I'm hoping they get Corona. I'm hoping there's an extra bye week in there that we don't know about. Uh, he led the whole year and tripped up at the playoffs, which he's done before. I, you know, I, right, know if yeah. I beat him or nothing, but, you know. So congrats to him. He first round. Crowned the champion. <laughs> Two years ago, first round, I had the same record. You knocked me out. So yeah. I'm not getting I'm not getting hyped yet. I'm going to wait a little bit longer. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about it I'm not getting nervous. Yet. I'm not getting nervous, <laughs> but I'm just like, we got to find a way. Winners got to find a way because I, I can't have a man win the league again. Um, back to back, baby. Let's do it. So uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, it is you hit the other nail on the head. It is that season for a reason. It is college football playoff. How we got here was a story. Now that we're here is a story and going forward will be a story. And what I mean by that is we've got the four teams set. Right. I, they did something weird this year that I don't understand. They listed the top six teams. Who cares? The other two teams, five and six, can't go to work. They're not even played against each other in a bowl, which would have been nice, but they didn't have that set up. So this year, who do we have participating in the in the in the college playoffs, Brent? Man, they got Georgia versus Ohio State, which which I like the you know two two big big time programs right now. Then we got um, Michigan versus TCU, and it's interesting that TCU squeezed in. But uh, while we talk about this, one question: Was USC just imposters anyway? Did you, were you surprised when Utah just beat them boys down in the Pac-12 championship? Uh, I wouldn't – I'm never surprised by anything that Utah does because Utah is a fast physical football team. Um, right. And, and and they're always disciplined. Willingham always has them um, coached up well. Uh, and USC was a team that was let's, – let's face it, they were all show. 
not much substance on the defensive side. And that was all year. Again, they lost at Utah 43-42. So this right. wasn't a shock. And, and at the end of the day, let's let's keep it 100. Caleb Williams was limited physically. So right. he couldn't get loose and get gone. And that allowed Utah to do whatever they were doing and then some. Man, how look at it, right? USC is Oklahoma 2.0. They took half the recruits with Lincoln Riley, right? What did Lincoln Riley do in the Big 12? Great offense, don't play defense. He took that same thing to the Pac-12, and it worked most of the year until, like you said, his quarterback went 100%. And then, they, like yeah, Utah, man, Utah just bullied them boys. They couldn't tackle Utah. Like I said, a faster, physical, better coach. I like that USC punched him in the mouth, 17-3 first quarter, right? I'm like, they're feeling good. Utah just consistent machine just kept coming at them and wore USC down. And I'm like, that's the same thing. Lincoln right did Oklahoma. Get, hey, he would get a little bit further there, right? He'd get in the playoff. Then he just get destroyed by Alabama or somebody like that until he can get a defense. And I mean, with the West Coast recruiting, he should be able to build a defense. So if he could build a defense there, I'm not I'm not going to kill him year one. Because, I mean, he just went there, got transfers, put together. USC has, hadn't been relevant in a while, right? When was the last time they were really relevant? So he made them quickly Reggie relevant Bush, again. <laughs> right, 2000s. 2005. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the last time they were relevant. So he took them back 17 years, made them relevant quick. So I give him credit there. I just need to see – some defense from that team. I think we'll I'm see. That you will see it. I mean, again, it's year one. You can only do so much in year one of the, in the portal. And he didn't take half Oklahoma because uh, yeah, right. They but weren't you know worth I mean, half yeah. of them weren't worth taking. He took the quarterback <laughs> and a couple of the key pieces or a few pieces right. here and there. And you know, speaking of he leaving, the transfer portal, he yeah. So, so portal let, let, stuff, let, yeah. Let, let me ask you this though. Okay, I, I, part of me doesn't like any of these matchups, right? Um, I think you talk about imposter. I think TCU's an imposter. I think. People are just rooting for TCU because they're the little underdog of the whole four of all four. They're right? the Cincinnati this year, like that. No, type of thing, I wouldn't right? even disrespect Cincinnati I mean, like that. Oh, that's fair. Well, Cincinnati so, so, they didn't earn it. You're right; they earned it. I well, here I'm, I'm not saying TCU didn't earn it, but they didn't play well down the stretch. And how do you lose to Kansas State in the Big Twelve championship game? You know they're coming for you. K State is similar to Utah in the same exact spot. You can't not walk in ginger and expect to just beat K-State because you showed up too. The last couple right. of weeks, they struggled against Baylor. They come into this game, they struggle. And I know everybody's trying to praise Max Duggan for his heart and competitive spirit. I get a little bit Tebow vibe there. Um, but really, your offense is basic. Like, if he's got a bail you up from all his running, um, you don't think Michigan's going to sniff you out? I will say, and I'll get your thoughts on this, I feel like both matchups are the same teams a little bit. Um, and that's what's going to make for a uninteresting championship game. For example, I think Michigan and TCU are the same team. Right, We're going to see agree. who can do it better. I don't think that Ohio State and Georgia are the same team because Georgia runs it more than they throw it. But whoever right. wins that game wins the national championship. That's just how I feel. I agree with you 100%. So back to um, uh, TCU, K-State. Like I, TCU, to me, has – they found ways to win, right? Give, give them that. They found ways to win. But like you said, they didn't look good. Shouldn't have beat Baylor. Baylor's up by – uh, over seven late, let them. They drove back. Then they got the field goal to win it. Right? They blew. Baylor blew that game. Wouldn't TCU won it? Pack. Um. Big Ten. Uh, Big Twelve championship. Right? They get the ball second. They get on second down. They get to the one yard line. Third and one up the middle. Can't run it in. Fourth. You. You literally saying you couldn't get it less than a yard on the K State defense to win in the overtime. They went two times up the middle. Got stuffed. Couldn't do that. I mean, didn't even. I mean, it, it wasn't like it was questionable. Right? Well, there they were, got there, there were the, some controversial calls in the game where the ball well, I just mean at the end, at the end. I, I hear you, I hear you. but I'm saying we may not have gotten to the end how they officiated the game properly 
but I, I'm, okay, just, okay. I, I'm just going by what I saw. Like the eye test didn't fail me. That's K-State. Right. And I don't know that K-State is that squad that you should be struggle busting against. Right. You should, um, not if you're a top four. If you, well, if you really yeah. want the best four, well, right? Well, let, look, let me ask this though. So, because right. I can make the same argument, like what the heck happened to Ohio State against Michigan? Like Ryan Day needs to be called to the carpet for that performance because that was piss poor and terrible. <laughs> and second, half, again, I don't actually, think Mich- I don't think Michigan's that good. Like I, I, I don't want to be the hater in the in the room, but I, th- there's nothing. Again, they can run the ball really well. McCarthy hits the deep ball, and that's it. They play, you know, but it's not it's, like they're it's a basic offense. It's a really yeah. basic offense. You're right. No, 100. percent And and they didn't do anything special against Ohio State. They just ran it down their throat, right? Edwards went crazy. The backup running back went crazy, just ran it down their throat. And I was like, second half, you're at home. To go to the college ball playoff order and go into the Big Ten Championship. And Ohio State laid an egg. Ryan Day's adjustments were zero, right? Let's not, we, we give the manager credit. He didn't make any adjustments. When Michigan came out second half, Ohio State had nothing, couldn't do anything with it. And it was just a basic run it down their throat. And then these boys could not adjust to it, which was embarrassing. But, yeah, I agree. Whoever wins out of Georgia, Ohio State is – going to win that championship because Michigan is not that good. Even with the Ohio State, they looked like they were amazing, right? Because they're going to go by that. TCU hadn't been good to me all year. If you go by, do the four teams here deserve it? I think they deserve it. Are they the four best teams in the country? No. I think Alabama would destroy TCU, right? I think they would. I think, uh, I would say Tennessee with their quarterback, he's out, so I'm not going to say them. But I think Alabama destroys TCU. But based off the results of the year, TCU has to get in based on their winning. Alabama lost two games. That's their fault, right? But I don't think they're the best four teams, but they're the most four deserving teams. So th- that brings up an interesting argument. I don't know that these are the four best teams, which is why I'm g- glad we're moving ahead to the 12-team playoff. Right. Let me give you the scenario. Alabama loses by three to Tennessee. Yep. And loses by one to LSU. Yep. I'm not a math major, but if you tell me two losses by four points, that type of program, I still think Alabama is better than TCU. TCU picked Clearly. the right year to be – to peak, right? Because this is the year where right. you could actually make that argument against it. Well, they only got one loss, and it was right. in the championship game. So, okay, there's that. So they picked the right year to to, to be successful and lay the egg in the same year. Right. Um, so going forward, as we, I know you got the 12 teams, what it would look like if we had a 12-team playoff. What what were those teams, Brent? So the bye would be the normal four champions, right, that we got from SEC with Georgia, Michigan. TCU wouldn't be right because Kansas State would get it. You know what I mean? So we get our normal four uh, that would get their buys, right? That obvious. Then we get the TCU, since they got knocked out, they was toward Washington. And that quarterback from Washington, Phoenix? Phoenix. That would be fun, man. And then Bama will get Penn State. Penn State plays a physical style of football, too. That's a really good matchup. Then we get Tennessee and USC, uh, two teams that play no defense, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Tennessee and U- they just score points. Then you get Clemson and Utah. Clemson's known. They they were they weren't as great as normal this year, but they're known for their defense. Really good defense. Utah really physical defense, right, or Pac-12 schools especially. So we get that matchup. And though the four teams I named first, TCU, Bama, Tennessee, and Clemson will get the host, right, because they're the yeah. four higher seats. They get the host. So it's the way it goes, they get the host at home, or they get to pick a neutral site they want. So those four teams get a game on campus, and then we get it right, right? Because if we if we think what Tennessee may have been just as good as everybody else, Bama, maybe, Washington get hot, Utah the way they play. If Utah at their best can play with anybody on one given uh, Saturday, right? Yeah. So and you get all these teams in, you don't get it wrong anymore. That's what I like about this. Um, we don't have to say we got the most four most deserving teams. We're going to clearly get the best team to win the championship because when you get 12, one of those 12 are one of the best, is the best team in the country. We don't need to say, oh, what about 14? That's too much. 12 is the right number, but the four, four champions getting a bye, 
and then you got the other eight teams. We're going to get it right moving forward. And I'm looking forward to it. It's one more year before they get it right. Well, and the, the beautiful thing is, right, I think college football is starting to get more watered down with all the transfers, with all, all the things that are happening, NIL, everything that's happening, right? These four teams, I just said, none of them are sexy. And it takes away the whole, well, what was your schedule? Right. You know what I mean? Like, for example, I, I still feel like to this day, Georgia gets off, they're off the hook, let off the hook because they don't play anybody. Their biggest game all year was Tennessee, and they won that game. They won it handily. So it makes them look like they're the kings of the conference, which in essence, you didn't really have to go through muddy waters. You you made muddy waters for yourself against Missouri, like when you right. had to come from behind and other schools like that, you played down to your competition. But, you know, I, I give credit to TCU because to go through the Big 12, beat everybody, and then have to get to the Big 12 championship, I know that's no easy task. So I'm not saying them losing to Kansas State was like, oh, you suck. It's more so you hope they had one more gear in them to say that's championship level. Football, um, right? Alabama yeah. played, you know, plays in one of the toughest divisions of any conference, and they have to slay the dragon more than once. So it's kind of like that kind of episode. Um, you're right, I'm Utah sorry. versus Clemson. Yeah. I would be taking Utah on that one. Me too. Me too. I mean, because look, well, so, so we don't know, right? Because let's let's just move in this, right? We talked about the playoff. Let's talk about the transfer portal. DJ Ungulele is transferring from Clemson. He's in the portal. Uh, they're going right. with Clay, Kate uh, Klubnik, you know, kid out of Austin, Texas. Westlake, a known factory of champions. Right. Um, yep. So it's going to be very interesting next year. Where does he land, right? You, you got all these quarterbacks, receivers, DBs moving. You got coaches moving. Uh, the biggest of all, Deion Sanders leaving Jackson State to go to Colorado. People are questioning, you know, did he pimp the culture? Did he use Jackson State? Uh, why Colorado? What do you think about all this, Brent? Man, I'm not, I'm not mad at Deion. I mean, what did Deion do for HBCUs? What did he do for the swag? He got Under Armour deal for Jackson State, better facilities. You know what I mean? He got kids to come there, five stars. I'm talking about the number one player in the nation. And then five-star receiver, Kevin Coleman on Missouri. I mean, he did he did what he had to do there and at what a, a, a minimal salary, which was fine because he didn't need the money. Right. It wasn't about the money. He always said it's not about a bag. Right. He, he makes it clear. He's doing it for the kids. Colorado. I mean, how, how Dion's built. Dion's a leader. Right. Dion's built to win. What other way to show go to take a 111 team in the Pac-12 bottom of the barrel and build them into a powerhouse. This is the this is what Dion wants. He wants the challenge. He's built for the challenge. I'm not mad at him. I, I think he did. Everything right by Jackson State. He's going to go back and win the Celebration Bowl. That's what it's called, right? Celebration mm -hmm. Bowl. He's going to go back and win that. Leave him on a high note. Put him in a – if you leave what, – what should you do? If you go somewhere, leave it better than when you started, right? When you came. Mm -hmm. Dion left Jackson State way better than when he came. He did what he did, helped HBCUs. I know they want him to stay longer, but this man's taking a great opportunity to go – because he could have went to Louisville because they came up after he got hired or somewhere like that. He went to – nobody would have said, ooh, Colorado, Dion can turn them around. Nobody believes he can do it, right? Do you believe he can do it? I, I want to see him do this because nobody believes he can do it. Now, I think it's a great move. Well, I, I guess it just goes back to like, you know, it's it's soon the timing of it all, but we don't, you don't get control of that. We saw it last year with Lincoln Riley. He didn't get to, you know, stay around and, and chat. You know, people, people just are upset because they feel like he used and abused HBCUs. When I'm with you, he put a profile, a spotlight bigger than anybody else could. Um, I've been watching the SWAC and the MEAC for decades and this is the most exciting of a team i've ever seen i get the culture but at the same time the culture's got to get itself and they have to understand when you get a star like dion this is gonna happen and if you don't treat the star like a star make improvements because the system's kind of broken 
Um, there's some HBCU campuses that have terrible dorms. They have an upgraded facilities. He had to do all that. So you ask, tell me this. I'm going to Colorado, make $5 million, bring in my assistants. I get to turn around another program like I did Jackson State. And I ain't got to rebuild the whole athletic department. <laughs> I don't have to rebuild the whole campus. I don't have to deal with the, a city government or a state government that's lacking. Right. I ain't got to deal with all those external factors that a head football coach should have to deal with. So put that in perspective. I do like the way he said it's not about the location, it's about a destination. Um, he, yep. he does like the challenge, right? And Colorado has been off the map for decades. I mean, going back to Cordo Stewart's last time they were yeah. relevant. And that um 97, 96. So good for Think him. Good for him. Um and the other thing is, you know, I heard some people mention, I, you know, he's going to take all the players. He's not taking all them players. He's mm-hmm. going to take a few. Uh, and he's already talked about like who he'd like to see as the next head coach. Like, so he didn't, he didn't leave the cover bare. He no. lifted it up. He exited out gracefully. And yeah, and the only, only bittersweet part, like, you know, for me, I don't know the, how much this affects the young men on the squad and the celebration right. bowl. So I can't say I know they're going to win it because last year they didn't win it which is why he went so hard in the paint this year to get transfers in. They can right. block. I will say this, right? I know you don't keep up too much with the HBCU college football, but the MEAC, they bring some big bodies. Um, the SWAC's uh, okay. normally the slender athletic kind of, you know, right. speedsters, right? But the 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 MEAC, when they hit you, you don't feel it. So that's why last year uh, they weren't able to run the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. Shadour was getting sacked this year. They went and got some bigger bodies to hold right. up against the, the the defensive lines of the MEAC and hope they can move the ball. And I can't wait to watch it. So we'll yeah. see, we'll see how that's going to look. Um, but you know, speaking of which, uh, coaches, right? <laughs> we we saw that Coach Shadwell from Coast Carolina he bolted for uh, Liberty University. Um, Hugh Freeze took Auburn, which I don't know about that hire. If yeah, I'm Auburn, yes. I would have gone after Dion. So I'm giving kudos to, to Colorado for giving, going to get Dion. They went outside the box in the sense of. Most schools were afraid because the other challenge with Dion, right? He's not your atypical coach. Nope. He is a leader of men, which is different than a coach, right? We've seen you, you had you. He's more like Bobby Bowden than any other coach that we could say, because he played for him, right? Most coaches right. now are their CEOs, right? In a different kind of way. It's all about, you know, this business or this look. Dion is authentic. He's real. Uh, so he frees the Auburn. That's going to be interesting. They ran out Brian Harsons. It'll be interesting to see where he lands. Um, and, and all this because he's out of a job. Does he become a coordinator somewhere? Um, it also will be interesting who Dion assumes as a staff. I know he already got the guy from Kent State as the OC. Uh, Tulane coach Willie Fritz, he bounced. Um, he took over the Georgia Tech job. Locally here in, in San Antonio, we got GJ Kenny, who's incarnate work. Cardinals are in the second round, the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs. He bolted to Texas State. That's their second coach leaving in two years, back to back years. The previous coach, uh, left to be the OC at Washington State, and he took the quarterback with him, but nobody hating on that. Uh, Luke Fickle, he jumped to Wisconsin. That's a huge get for Wisconsin. Luke Fickle is a Big Ten coach, and Ohio yes. State, if you don't watch out, it's going to be ugly for you guys. And and so you you got, you know, it's that time of season, changing of scenery. The other big topic is we talked about portal, right? We talked a little bit about people hopping to the portal. Uh, they expect to have over 3,000 players in the portal this year. Um, that's crazy. <laughs> Uh, what are your thoughts on that? The, the the new free agency of college football? Yeah, in, in NFL free agency moving to college, right? I mean, not the same level, but it's college football free agency. And then you, you see the thing just hit on this. Mac Brown was talking to what is his quarterback, and he said, um, is they offering you like teams offering him five million to jump into the portal? Right. So I mean, 
let's be honest, the money's flowing out here, right? We we're not we're not you're not hearing on the NFL, right? Hey, I'm offering you hundred million to come play, blah blah blah, right? That's that's the norm. But in college, that money's flowing. They're talking about how these quarterbacks are being. Hey, if you jump the portal, we'll give you five million. This three million. Like even the North Carolina players were telling their coach they didn't name names. You know what I mean? Of the teams, but that's what's going on. The money's flowing. So, I mean, why would Alabama's offensive tackle starting, offensive tackle, handle out a sack in two, in two years, starting for Alabama, why are you transferring? Who, who, where, where's Greener? Where's Green in the Alabama offensive line? They produce offensive linemen that are first-round picks year after year, guaranteed to go get their bag in the NFL. Why are you transferring? Come on, man. That money's flowing. It is college football free agency because these kids can pay. Uh, you and, you and, put and, you know, you want. You know what makes that so true? How long we've been asking for a playoff system, and then we got the pushback of, no, no, we don't need that. We don't want that because it was about the money. They didn't want to tell you. And all of a sudden, overnight, uh, Pac-12, you better get on board because we're trying to do this in 2024 because it's all about the money. The money. And and they're like, we we can make more. Now now we won't have the – so Alabama's no longer going to be dominant. Right. We don't know who's going to be dominant. We're back to the NFL model again. If you have a team with a lot of experience on it, that you were able to build a nice team up and then nab a few transfers, you go out there and have a nice season, you're going to be on top. And then next year right. you'll be down and you have to rebuild again. It, it's crazy. That but, was my – Go ahead. I got a question for you, right, on that. Right, so it's going to swing year to year a lot more. It's not going to be Alabama four years, Georgia three years, uh, Clemson four like it was, right? It's not going to be that. It's year to year like you said. So what's bigger now? High school recruiting a, a transfer portal. What, what's bigger? To you both or it depends on your what your, your needs what do you think both here? i mean it's both because you, you got to get both because you never know when that high school coach is going to leave kids going to leave you the only right. saving grace you have on the transfer portal is they can only transfer for free once right so the high school kid he can get there and leave he gone you got to replace him you get that kid in and it's good to go unless you know it's a graduate transfer after that um but let me let me ask this question i know we're getting out of order here but Georgia, right? You mentioned Georgia, and something just came to my head. What are your thoughts on Stetson Bennett? I, I, I never thought he was great, right? I never. Um, he, he's been solid, but I mean, he he's the guy to me that you put so much talent around that he's mm-hmm. gonna be successful. He's that guy. He's not. He's not gonna make you lose, right? He's not. I'm not gonna call him a complete game manager because he'll he'll make the right throws. He can make some some of the slants, some of the deep balls. He can hit them. He can. He can do more than just a complete game managing quarterback, but we, we don't have to be sit here and lie and say this dude's amazing. He's not. You put, I can go give you probably, I can give you 50 quarterbacks in the nation. I can go get you 50, put them in that Georgia offense. They're going to be just as successful. I mean, this dude I has don't know weapons. about that. How many quarterbacks have we seen in that offense? So how many have we seen? Just one? Just no, because what, two years ago when he ended up winning the job? Because he was like the third string backup quarterback. Oh, no. Oh, and they had all before. the, the okay, transfers okay. in, you know. Uh, Jake Fromm was there. They let Fields go. I, I hear, I hear your premise by by what you're saying, and, and it's right because I'm like, is that good or bad for college football? Because part of me is like, this kid is going to accumulate all this, all these accolades or um, notoriety, and he's going to be going down in the lore of Georgia football history as the quarterback. And right. but he won't be in the NFL, right? It's like. <laughs> It's like da, da, da. like he don't he ain't getting drafted. Like I heard no. somebody say he's he's gonna be the richest insurance salesman in Georgia after this after he's done playing football. Easy. And to note, I didn't realize this. This man is older than like seven starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, this man. Hey, you you gotta have an age limit for these people. This 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 man going pulling thirty. He ain't really thirty. I know, but I'm saying this man pulling thirty playing against, playing against college kids. Of course, he has an advantage. You know what I mean? His, his mental side is hey, he should, he should be he's mature. Everybody in college. Well, yeah, he that, should, okay, he's, he mature beyond his years at this point. 
True, but okay, yeah. Hinnan Hooker, he's he's like 26. And, and again, I'm not knocking it because I think it's I, I think it's great because the NFL is a dirty business. You see it right now. Baker Mayfield, let's transition to the NFL. Baker right, Mayfield yes, gets right. released, right? And I'm not saying Baker Mayfield's a great quarterback, but people want to give up on quarterbacks so fast. Uh, people are saying, oh, two is better than what we thought. I don't know about that. He's surrounded by weapons. He can be says in at 2.0. Um, it's a necessary passes he needs, but he's always hurt somehow or another. You look at uh, my man in uh, L.A. Chargers, Herbert. Is it him or is it Staley? He can't win a big game. You you right. look at, you know, Justin Fields of Chicago. They're making him run around because they don't su- surround him with weapons. Your window is so much shorter. There are more and more quarterbacks coming to the league that you don't have time to, like, grow into your position. Right. It, it, it's, that, it's that, like you said, it's time. And it's also these coordinators won't build offense around them. Like, let, I mean, I'm not, Baker's never been great, but when they caged offense to him in Cleveland, he had some success, right? Like, you can't just say, oh, I'm, I'm Ron Rivera in Carolina, right? And I'm going to run this certain offense and my quarterback going to adjust. No, 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 no. You have to have a coordinator smart enough to be like, oh, okay, this is his weaknesses. Here's his strength. Let's adjust. Like, you adjust to the quarterback, right? We talked We talked about it. Listen to old podcast. We talked about it with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, the offense wasn't dictated around him. Philly dictated offense around Jalen Hurts. Look at what Philadelphia is doing. Jalen Hurts did all of a sudden become a great quarterback. Jalen Hurts been good. His record didn't show he was great in the NFL last year, right? But the, the Eagles worked with him. They, they kept stability first, stability, right? Did mm-hmm. not change everything every year, stability. Adjust to your quarterback. Look at the results. Like you said, we give up the quarterback so quick. If we took maybe two years, of like, oh, we may struggle the first, but we're going to just adapt offense around him, weapons that make sense for him. We can't get every weapon we want, but let's get ones like maybe if you can't get a, let's say, a Tyreek Hill, let's get a poor man's version of him. Get somebody that has some of those same skills, not at the same level, that fits with a certain quarterback, right? When you dictate that, if you dictate your offense around your quarterback, you have more success, but we don't do that. Hey, real quick, I got three quick questions, rapid fire. One, do the Bengals own Kansas City? Yes. Bottom Why? Line, yes. Why? Because they play, they play bigger in the big moments. Joe Burrow's outplayed Mahomes in the big moments at the last two times, right? Two times. I don't know that he's outplayed them. I just think their defense never adjusted what Burrow does best. Uh, quarterback injuries. We got Grappolo. We got Lamar Jackson. How big are those injuries for their team? Oh, huge. Uh, I mean, 49ers be okay. Grappolo's more of a game manager at this point. They're fine. Baltimore is Lamar Jackson. Without him, they're done. Bottom line. That one's huge. And last but not least, Odell Beckham Jr. just was in Dallas. Who does he sign with? Dallas. Is that and a fit? Gonna... Can't hurt. Is that, a, is that a star move? Oh, star move more. Dallas is known for star moves instead of fit, right? Jerry Jones never made a good decision based on what's fit. It's all about star power for, for Jerry Jones. But this it'll almost, help him, though. This almost reminds me of like bringing in Deion Sanders, even though Deion was <laughs> the GOAT, right? But it's like I need a star on that star because yeah. we don't have any and it makes right. this happen. I mean, well, he, hey. can, he can help CD Lamb. He'll help CD Lamb. It'll be fun. I mean, let it happen so we can see what the Cowboys can do so we can get on this podcast and I can I can down them when they lose in the playoffs. All right. Well, hey, guess what? That's a wrap on this edition of Drop the Mic Sports Talk. We are glad that you're listening to us, letting you give you that flavor in your ear. It's our goal every single time to keep you updated with the latest in sports with our take on it. You can always keep the lock on Drop the Mic Sports Talk. And to do that, subscribe to our show. Find on your favorite platform. We are on all of them, so you don't have to skimp around. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, iHeart, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and Anchor.fm. Catch us on our socials at Twitter. It's DTMST6. On the gram, it's DTM underscore ST. And you can catch us on Facebook at DTM Sports Talk. That's a wrap for this episode of Drop the Mic. My man Brent, as always, has been fun and real. We'll do it again.